On this, our 65th episode of the Good Morning Guys podcast, thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as we discuss the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. I'm one of your hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer, Lucas Ham Swisher. Also with me, the volleyball and beast of the East who can make you laugh in three words or less, Ronnie Johantis. Hi. And our final member tonight of the GMG trifecta, the man with music in his heart, Doctor Who on his brain, and La Coretta in his stomach, Mark Boucher. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Ding dong, ding dong. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. Oh. I think you skipped a part, didn't <laughs> yeah, you? <laughs> I, I went to the second verse. You're really trying to mess with us. Come on now. I was ready to do the whole thing. Sorry. All the verses, choruses. Uh, it is the most wonderful time of the year, and unfortunately, we are down one as the judge, jury, and executioner of fake news, Patrick Noversell. He is working overtime this week, apparently as punishment for getting a, a nice four-day weekend last week for Thanksgiving. Mm. That happens when you put your tree up too early. <laughs> yeah, they, they punish you. They say, you're working extra. Well, Patrick, we miss you, buddy. We will carry the torch and we look forward to you joining us again next week but so nobody will have hair quite as high as he does oh for sure no one can beat it yeah i don't i don't know that nobody anybody can what he does here can help with that so we'll just we'll save the hair for him uh so gents how was turkey day for you and yours mark did you have a fantastic thanksgiving lunch was it everything you imagined it would be oh it was quite a good thanksgiving lunch um, Did your wildest dreams come true? I don't know about my <laughs> wildest dreams. Um, <laughs> what kind of dream? Wild dreams do you have? <laughs> Spring break, woohoo! Woohoo! Thanksgiving lunch. I feel like woo-hoo. that's a different episode. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, so obviously with uh, Thanksgiving started out the day, uh, went and well before it, I I went and did that. Actually, I uh, first thing I did when we got up was I gave my wife. Her birthday present because last Thursday was oh, her birthday. Did you now? Yeah, that because sounds... she has the best birthday ever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In addition to one Ronnie Johantes. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yes, so uh, her birthday was on Thanksgiving this e- this year. So um, I got her one of her presents and gave it to her, which was uh, Pink Floyd's "Dark Side of the Moon" on vinyl. Nice. Whoa. Yeah. Very cool. You, know you got to keep her right there if she likes now, that. Mm-hmm. Now, do you guys collect it only or do you also listen? We like, listen. Do you hook that baby up and get the vinyl going? Yes. Mark Boucher like on that. the ones and twos. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> DJ <laughs> Marcy B. Yeah. Um, no, we, we listen to him. Um, I have a, you know, I have a record player, but, um, you know, we don't have that many records. So we're trying to build up our collection so that we can actually listen to stuff on it um i gotcha but uh yeah she specifically asked for that so i got her that and uh one of her presents actually arrived later than her birthday which kind of sucked but it's okay because uh, she was super happy when she got it uh she got a better late than never yep so she there was this particular makeup <laughs> palette that she wanted so mm. 
and she got it. So, um, nice. yeah, we did birthday stuff early in the morning, and then um, then we watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, yeah, the current one. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's important. The 2019 edition. I heard it was windy. Oh, it was quite windy. They had to keep the balloons like super low. Actually, Ronald McDonald, his uh, the Ronald McDonald balloon, uh, his leg got torn. Uh, so they had. Oh to... man, I missed it. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that in a couple years with my kids. And be like, look at this. This happened two years ago. You can watch it right now. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. Ronald McDonald. Is it already on YouTube? Yeah. Nah, better late than never. Maybe I'll just fire that old baby up this weekend. Yeah. You guys get everything like two or three years behind. Miley Cyrus is just now hot over there. Yeah. My kids are like, we were watching the show, Dad. Hannah Montana. It's so cool. This is going to be like, Gosh. Kill me now. Fun fact, I have never watched that parade one time. Really? Never? Never. I mean, I, I enjoy watching it. It's just become... A, a tradition for me seeing all the balloons um and watching all the lip sinkers i mean musicians the lip sinkers can be so bad sometimes that tradition thing it's a lot like that for everybody though too. yeah a lot of people do that yep but uh yeah i mean i get the reason why they lip sync though like can you imagine how horrible it would be to try to mic everybody on in that oh, that'd parade? be a lot of mics <laughs> It's also a terrible like acoustic environment. Yeah, yeah I can't imagine the acoustics. It's awful, absolutely. So especially with the wind and stuff, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, so I mean, it, I totally get why they have to kind of lip sync it. It's just, it's just funny knowing that they're all sort of faking it, um, but they're faking it very well, I suppose. Um, but uh, yeah, so we watched that, and then after that, we headed over to my parents' house for Thanksgiving lunch. Uh, and it was it was really awesome. It was a great time. Um, spent it with you know all my family, and it was good to be able to to have my dad for Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, no doubt. Because you know it could have been with all the stuff he dealt with earlier this year. Um, it could have been a completely different thing. Um, right. So I'm just glad that he's you know able to get up and walk around and be himself and joke and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that was that was awesome to see, and then right from there, basically we had to hit the road. Um, we uh, we actually met up with my my in laws because uh, my in laws rented a a house uh, in North Kakalaki, um, in the Asheville, Woo-hoo. North Carolina area, um, but it was actually about thirty minutes outside of Asheville, and it was up in a mountain. And we've had discussions about, uh, you know, how I get motion sickness. Like, I'm with Pat. I can't stand the teacups at all. Oh, yeah. Um, Them teacups. I have a hard time with, with any sort of motion sickness. And you better believe trying to go up this mountain to get to this house, it was like switchback central. Like, yeah. just constant twists and turns and sharp curves and all that kind of stuff and maybe you guys didn't grow up in the right neck of the woods i mean i grew up in west virginia where those kind of roads are everywhere you just uh you should have spent some more time in the back hills of new hampshire when you were growing up should have just ventured off and 
you're actually not selling it for me at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. It's worth it. It inoculates you from the motion sickness. Uh, yeah, I guess I missed out. Oh, darn. Yeah. So you had uh, you had stuffing and cranberry sauce and everything knocking at the door, ready to uh, return? Is that, is that what you had going on in the uh, trip to Kakalakiville? No, we didn't end up having like a, another Thanksgiving kind of thing. It was just kind of a... No, but I was saying like with the switchbacks and all that, you said you were getting queasy. I didn't know. Oh, it. oh, Your oh, Thanksgiving oh. I lunch get it, I get it, I get was it. knocking on the door. Getting ready to taste it twice. Get yeah. it? Got yeah. it, got it. Twice the fun. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I got I got pretty nauseous, but thankfully it didn't get too bad. It didn't get like to the point of no return. Um, That's good. But yeah, and, and the fact is like anytime we went into town you know you have to go back down and then back up and then you're you know you're going at night a lot of times and that is an experience in and of itself i I was ugh, i was scared to death um yeah but uh we made it and uh we actually went and saw um there's this big this huge mansion in Asheville. Um, from mm-hmm. like the late 1800s, early 1900s, it was when it was built, and it was built by at that time one of the richest families in America. Um, if you guys have heard of the Vanderbilt family, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they built this this house. It's called the Biltmore Estate. Um, they built semi trucks, right? It's a Vanderbilt. Uh... I don't think I don't, I don't, right I don't think that's the same yeah. people. <laughs> I don't really know. I just know that Potentially they were rich. Potentially a college. <laughs> no, I mean they made their they basically made their money in the um in the railroad industry. Uh, yeah, okay. isn't that a state like a big tourist attraction? Yes. Like right now? Like pe- like people go to that all the time. It's like one of the main like mansions to visit in the United States. Absolutely. It's one of probably one of the biggest houses in America. Um it has over two hundred and fifty rooms. Um they're all decked out for Christmas. So there's like a, it looks like a castle. Yeah, absolutely. It looks to me, it looks mm, like Bruce Wayne. I've seen pictures looks like of Wayne it. Manor. <laughs> it does look like that. Yeah. Nice. And it was funny because my because Kristen, we were in line because you have to go through this tour. Um, they have like a guided tour, and you go through all the different rooms and stuff. And um, she mentions, man, I wonder if there's any like secret like secret secret rooms, you know, or like you know. You know, you have to press a, a door a certain way or a, pull a book or something like that. I'm like, this could totally be Wayne Manor. We could totally be under a bat cave right now. Which is funny because that area of North Carolina is known for its bat caves. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Time to, you could start a TV show after this mm. and be like, Instead of hunting for treasure, you're hunting for Batman's Batcave <laughs> at the Vanderbilt Yeah, Batman was State. based on a true story, right? Totally. I, yeah. It would be like my there. Curse of Oak Could've Island. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love it. That, mm-hmm. I think you're onto something, Mark. Now, the question I have, you mentioned the the decorations, the Christmas decorations at the Vanderbilt. Do you think they had to start decorating for Christmas before Thanksgiving oh. to make that thing look? Uh, you think they broke the rules? Yeah, much. They probably have a staff of like two hundred people. Much, much to my place. chagrin, they actually had it ready and going November first. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> well, you know, funnily enough, that's what our family did for Thanksgiving. Since we celebrated Thanksgiving early, 
as soon as we got up, had breakfast, we broke out the Christmas boxes, and our our Thanksgiving was decorating for Christmas. It felt a little strange, but given we had had you know our Thanksgiving celebration on Sunday, we just went with it, and we just spent all day decorating for Christmas. Had the Christmas tunes going. It was a it was a good old time, and uh, we got new lights that are nice and flashy. We had our lights from last year that you know had you guys have this issue. Maybe I think it's common with everyone where you get out the lights from last year and you plug them in and only half of them work or a third. And you're like, well, time to get more lights. It's like they make them that way. Hmm. You have to spend more money. Yeah. You just need to go to the projector thing, man. (laughs) Like project the lights on the TV or on so the it, on the it, TV now. On it the has tree? come to my attention that you probably haven't been uh, into the United States in like the past five years for Christmas. I don't know how long it's been. It's been a while. Um, so one of the new things is you have like this projector that you put out in the middle of your yard, and it projects lights up onto your house. So it looks like your house is decorated, but it's really just it's pro- just a projector. Yeah. Projected lights, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. So it started off with like the real basic ones, which is like a you know. It was like a red and green lights, just like speckled all over your house. It's actually really neat. Uh, also, extremely lazy, which is why I have one. And <laughs> of course, <laughs> <laughs> but now they're like all like intricate. They have like candy canes and stuff that like it, they do all this kind of crazy stuff. Huh. But like, you could plant one of them right in the middle of your yard, face it to your house, and your whole house is covered in lights. How do they? How do you like? Make it fit your house, like like do you? Uh, you it to, like, I mean, you have to does it look like it's bit. going along your gutters and stuff? You just have like, to pull it backwards. It just, that's all. You just make like it the fit. one that just I have looks backwards. like there's just <laughs> yeah. like the one that I have looks like there's just like like almost like polka dots. So like red or green, whichever one you choose. And I think you can choose like a combination of the two. But yeah, it just looks like a bunch of laser pointers like all over my house. But you have to adjust it, like move it back or forward to get like your whole house or whatever you want to get. Yeah, I actually huh. had one of those. That's cool. I actually had one of those for my house, and, but uh, it was very much not water resistant. And um, we really, and, yeah, and we had a lot of rain around that Christmas time, and and plus I I never you know I mean it doesn't it doesn't play every night or everything, but I never brought it inside, so it's still sitting yeah. out there on my lawn. <laughs> Yeah, I never brought mine in either, and it it's it's worked. I think like two years in a row. Really? Like it might not where I haven't put it up yet, but um, oh. it's been pretty reliable. And it was only like I don't know twenty five or thirty dollars. Mm. It was inexpensive. Yeah, mine was like super cheap. So get what you pay for. Yeah. So, so Ronnie, was... Ronnie, have you guys decorated yet? It sounds like you no. Haven't. We still have Halloween decorations up. <laughs> oh yeah, you're still rocking that Halloween. Now, did yeah, you I do it? I do it year round. You did a Halloween it's slash Thanksgiving Halloween. slash your birthday party on uh, Thursday. How did yours go this week? So Past I, week. Um, so obviously, like, and Mark knows this. Like, November twenty eighth has fallen on Thanksgiving a few times. Yeah. And when that happens, like, I just go about Thanksgiving like I normally would, and usually plan like I did this year. We, uh, me and some friends, like went went to the casino and ate, and then played uh, some slot machines for a little bit. You know, just uh pretty like laid back but Uh um no thanksgiving was great there was one uh, there was one thing that i was nervous about this year actually so my mom she she has a hard time not inviting everybody to everything (laughs) so nice um and and usually it just flies right out you know there's nothing 
that can stop it from happening. She invited Elizabeth's dad and her sister to our family Thanksgiving. So she invited her dad and her sister. And um, I immediately was like, um, what? Because like it's hard to explain. Uh, like everybody, everybody describes their family as being crazy. And I, there's not really a better word for that, but that's my family's much worse than that. <laughs> like the best way I've always described them is a little bit loud and a lot redneck. Yeah. So with that <laughs> right. being said, I'm from West Virginia, um, so I totally connect with what you're saying right now. Yes, yes. I mean, we've had you know, so you know, if you, a family brawl here and there, you yeah. know. Um, sometimes you have to forcibly remove one of your own family members, like a bouncer would. Um, uh-huh. but so I was a little nervous. Um, her dad is very, um, he's very quiet, very conservative. Um, doesn't say a whole lot. And I was like, oh, this is not, <laughs> this is shaping up to be not great. Uh, because my family will yell, you know, whatever across the crowd, you know, just, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's horrible. I think it's hilarious, of course, because I grew up that way. But right. uh, not for everybody. A lot of people, uh, they get into like a culture shock uh, yeah. when, <laughs> when they come over, <laughs> right? Um, but in all honesty, it went off like without any problem. Uh, they came over. Um, they stayed for a couple hours and uh, seemed to have a pretty good time. So I was really happy with it. I was I was nervous going in, but you know I was like from across the party, like watching everybody, like. No, you stay away from him. Stay away. <laughs> You're like scoping get everything out, out. You get out of here. I will come over there. Don't do it. Don't uh, yeah, do it, no, it's like it, on the lookout. Um, but no, it went off. It went off really well, and I didn't. Uh, we didn't have any issues, and I think they had a good time. So it was great. I just go over to my aunt's, and uh, I've been pretty much hung out there all day. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Well, besides Thanksgiving, yeah. I'll go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, you know what else happened this week, though? I do. Hear them Bengals growling, mean and angry, here he comes a prowling, lean and hungry, an offensive brute, run, pass, or boot, and defensively he's rough, tough, Cincinnati Bengals, that's the team we're gonna cheer to victory, touchdown Bengals, get some points up on that board and win a game for Cincinnati. Woo, Beautiful. all right, so. Yeah, I'm, yeah Bengals finally won. What? No way. I cannot believe it. That is One crazy. One and 11. And that's where the streak ends, yes. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, you know what? Whatever works. How did they do it? Tell me they scored more than a touchdown. It wasn't like 7 to nothing. I think they scored like 22 points, actually. It was like 22 to 10. They beat the Jets. Nice. They crushed them. Uh, um, poor Patrick. It was. He missed it. One of the fun. <laughs> He was a week late. <laughs> week late, dollar short. At least he got a good nap last week. So there's that. That is true. That is true. Yeah. He um no, he missed it by one week. I actually felt I feel bad because the coach is brand new. This is his first year. And he started at 0 and eleven and he finally got his first win as a as a like a NFL head coach. And they like doused him with the Gatorade and stuff. Nice. I was thinking to myself, like, why not? It's kind of funny dousing a guy that just they're one in eleven. Yeah. Um, kind of sad. But like, <laughs> it's his first win. Like, I don't know if like maybe there should be a certain you know number of losses consecutively that maybe after that you just don't you don't you don't throw the Gatorade on. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the Sometimes. movie uh, the movie Ghostbusters. If you remember that scene where they actually get a phone call for a job. And and the secretary Janine, she's like, we got one. 
dead and everybody's going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know one of the football players was screaming that. We got there was literally there was literally a guy in Cincinnati who was living on a rooftop until the Bengals won. No way. And Are he is serious? having a good yes, day. Yes, that's that is a real thing. Yeah. So he could come down just in time. He missed Thanksgiving by 4 days. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> He's like I didn't get to celebrate Thanksgiving, but I'm going to celebrate Christmas. Man, man, don't put your faith in the Bengals. I mean, yeah, that's That's his, his own fault. That, He's got to know. Is I know better than that. Crazy talk for sure. Mm. So mm. I know Thanksgiving's not big in Brazil. Obviously, it's not their national holiday. But did you guys celebrate Thanksgiving at all, Tra- um, Lucas? Were you gonna call me Travis? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's your name now. You're Travis. Now. I'm Travis. This episode Thanksgiving's is... <laughs> about as big in Brazil as the grass is. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, we we honestly, like I said earlier, we just we, we decorated for Christmas on Thanksgiving. Uh, we actually got a, a four day weekend, which was nice. So my family and I just we just hung out, played games, watched movies, uh, watched episode one of uh, the prequels of Star Wars with the kids. Nice. And uh, they laughed a lot, and I laughed a lot too, <laughs> Mindy and I, but not for the right reasons. Uh no, it was a good time. It was good to this good movie's to watch that. about trade. Oh. What's this all about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now that's podcasting. Yippee! <laughs> uh, it was it was a good time. But no, Thanksgiving is like a non-existent holiday here. Um, and it's a little, it's just a little weird. There's just nothing really going on, and it just jumps right into Christmas. So. Gotcha. Like, but, would you know? Like, would you even know that it were Thanksgiving if you personally didn't celebrate it? Like, is there no. anything like as a reminder in the in like at all? Zero. Really? Um, I think our church does. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm guessing it's connected, but they do a Thanksgiving offering on the following Sunday normally, but that still is not. It it does not hmm. bring any indication to Thanksgiving or the celebration thereof. Uh, a church we are a part of. Uh, in the last city we lived in, they actually did do a Thanksgiving dinner at night, and it was like a testimony slash worship and uh, Thanksgiving meal together, which was really cool. But um, it usually started, we usually didn't eat until 1030 at night, and by then the kids like wanted to go to bed. And I don't know about you, but eating a bunch of food at 1030, 11 o'clock at night doesn't always make you feel good afterwards or even during. So it was really... Uh, it just it didn't feel the same. So no, I have to say celebrating Thanksgiving in Brazil, other than being around family and friends and stuff that like to celebrate, it it, it doesn't have the same feel to it. But we're still very thankful and it was still a good time with family. So awesome. it was a Thanksgiving week for us. Good. Um but Ronnie, the thing I thought you were gonna bring up earlier was actually the other cool thing that happened was the next episode of The Mandalorian. Did you guys, Ooh, I know did you guys did. both get to watch it? I did. I did. Just this yeah. evening I did, but made it. Oh, yeah? You squeezed that <laughs> Ooh, one in fresh. right at the last minute, so it's nice and fresh for you. So, Mark, what did you think about that fourth episode of uh, episode four called Sanctuary? The first episode where they didn't put a the in front of the title. Yeah. I thought it was weird. The first episode was The Mandalorian, then The Child, The Sin. Couldn't they have been like The Village? or They decided to throw a curveball at you. Yeah, or the <laughs> ATST. I don't know. They just the something. Oh, hey. So by the way, uh, spoiler warning for anybody who has not watched 
episode four of the Mandalorian. Yes, skip the next five minutes. Yep. And since ATSTs are a part of the Star Wars universe, that is not a spoiler. <laughs> right. So, anyways, yeah, so the it could be a spoiler. The fact that one is in there that, like, yes. for somebody like Patrick, he'd probably be furious. That good is thing the he's spoiler, already seen. So, it. good thing we <laughs> warned everyone. We already warned you. So, if you didn't know, there's an ATST, and I think a cool looking ATST. I think all of the New Order Empire should use that look from now on. Yeah, it was yeah, like the a red darker eyes. one. War yeah. paint, the red eyes. That was like oh, menacing, that was right? Creepy coming through the woods. Yeah, yeah. super creepy. But yeah, I mean, I feel like they should rename this show instead of The Mandalorian. Just rename it Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they really should. should. He's totally stolen the whole show. <laughs> he is. He Granted, is just I'm like still robbed I'm still in, Mando. I'm still enjoying The Mandalorian and his character, and and the fact that he's kind of like when you first see him in the first episode, he's obviously this rough and tough uh, bounty hunter, you know, warrior kind of guy. Um, just doing yeah. it for the job, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you can see he's he's not really that person. And also, huge reveal, he's not actually a Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. He was like adopted by them. His parents were killed younger. Is that what it was? Yeah. And yep. they took him in. They took him in, they adopted him, and he adopted their ways. Uh, so he is yeah. an outsider. You can tell he's... You can tell he's clearly uncomfortable taking care of this baby Yoda. Yeah. But the way they started out this episode with the the scene in the ship where baby Yoda's like flicking the buttons and they <laughs> go back and forth for a moment. Oh man, that look that baby Yoda just looks up at him and is just like like Mindy and I were watching and we were like, keeps That's reaching. what our kids do. Yeah, he keeps reaching, just staring at him. He's like, If I don't look away from you, you won't see me pressing this button. I love like I love Mando's uh, his uh, his deadpan answers like stop touching things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah this is real serious. <laughs> then he just picks him up like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> no, I will tell you one thing they did in this episode is they like are every episode man they're cranking up like the comedic like cuteness factor on Baby yeah. Yoda. Yep, totally. Like he is t- he is taking the world by storm currently, and they he are is. just cranking it up every episode. Yeah. Um, when those two fought outside of that, like cantina, yep. <laughs> and they look up and he's just eating a soup. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it's just oh, totally man. a meme it's now. It's just like the simplest. Yeah, yeah, it's the simplest thing ever. But it's like, man, that was hilarious. And it's like he's like the cutest little thing ever. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. and he's like he's mostly practical effects, or is he all or yeah, mostly that's a practical puppet, effects? I'm pretty sure. Man, it's really good. Really well done. Shows you how far uh, they've come it, in terms of, of practical Yeah, effect. for sure. Considering... I will say the... <laughs> the original Yoda. Yeah, I was, <laughs> was thinking about like... Uh, well... More so like Phantom Menace, Menace Yoda. Like, if you look at that oh, Yoda gosh. and then 2 and 3 and onward, like, night and day difference. Now, like... Oh, oh yeah. Like, original I totally forgot saga. how ugly episode 1 Yoda was. <laughs> he was so ugly. Oh, man. My kids were <laughs> laughing at me like... Why are his eyes so big, Daddy? I'm like, I don't. They, I don't know. He was younger. In all fairness, I, I feel like it. it only like it, it does work a little bit because he looks like more decrepit and old, like in the like original one, yeah. in the original movies. Um, and he was, you know, like, yeah, obviously he was. he was like at the end of his rope there. Yeah. But oh man, such a big difference for, between that like Yoda that's jumping off all those like podiums, like flipping, flashing his lightsaber yeah, everywhere, all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Huge difference. Pretty sure the one in the other movies could never have done that ever. 
No, can you imagine them throwing the puppet around trying to make it look like it was <laughs> fighting? <laughs> Would it look like a dance? Like- yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just toss Yoda. They just toss him back and forth like father and son tossing a puppet. But uh, uh, but back to the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, this. I mean, this was definitely a great episode. It's very interesting to see. Um, I'm wondering where that you know the whatever that group of monsters, whatever you'd like to call them, where they got an ATST from. Uh, yeah. I guess they stole it because at this point the the empire has has fallen. So right. they they've they've stolen. I don't know if the first order is in power yet or not. I don't think it. I don't, I don't I think, think so because even by Force Awakens, they're they're they don't have a lot of power. I mean, they yeah. haven't like taken over the the galaxy or whatever. Sure, they're still pretty early on. Right. So obviously this was left or or they stole it or or whatever. Um, but you know, obviously it was interesting to see the whole progression of this group of farmers and and the fact they enlist the Mandalorian and I wish I knew Xena Warrior Princess. Yeah, I wish I knew Gina Carano's actual uh yeah, I don't actual remember. character name. He mentions it yeah. on the show, but I'm not remembering it at the moment. Um yeah. You know, the these farmers enlist their help um to protect them cuz obviously this this group of monsters or whatever um, they go in and, and steal the the stuff that they're the resources that they've been farming. Um, yeah, the glowing, the blue glowing fish. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. which was funny to watch. Uh, again, Baby Yoda, and they're like throwing the little fish and stuff, and he's like trying to catch them and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> what about he takes the frog out of his yes. mouth? He's got it half in yeah, there. Yeah, he, he just like spits it out because they're, they're like, like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I guess this is not acceptable. <laughs> uh, I think the only thing I didn't, uh, just to just to give kind of a maybe Deadpool's advocate perspective or the other side, this is the first episode that actually felt like a TV show. Like, yeah, I, I felt like the first three episodes felt like they had broken up, a, just taken a movie, and they're like, we're going to show you 40 minutes here, 30 minutes there, 40 minutes here. And this is the first time that it, Felt like a TV show, and while it still entertained, and I still liked it, and I liked the characters, I, 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 I just didn't like the kind of let's uh, initiate a bunch of relationships or new characters, and then kind of wrap things up in thirty minutes or less. Sure. I didn't really care for that. I felt like a change of, a change of pace that wasn't necessary. I would actually was really happy when at the end of the episode they got back to, <laughs> hey, guess what? Uh, Yoda's still like, on, they're still on the run, like. They want Yoda still. Mm-hmm. They hadn't given up. Like that's really the main yeah. thing, and so I hope that'll help. Well, there's that giant bounty still on him, basically. Since exactly. He's back out there. With the and everybody has one of those like uh, fob thing trackers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's got. I one, agree, so. though. I, I like it. It was it was an unnecessary step in the story. Um, the only thing I will say is, since we don't know where it's going, I I wonder. If the reason they built some of those relationship is relationships is because they will go back to those characters at some point, maybe, and I hope um, so because they need to flesh yeah. them out more for sure. <clears throat> yeah, Cause, for sure, cause... because it happened on the first planet. The guy that says like I have spoken, like <laughs> yeah, that's it. That he was, was the awesome. only part we of the whole movie. Like, and now he's over. Yeah, yeah. I think they're def- All of those characters are definitely going to come back later, especially <clears throat> the 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 one lady and her her daughter. Um, yeah, because. 
she's literally the only person in her in her tribe or whatever that knows how to shoot right. and knows how to shoot very well. Yeah, very so, well. So we're coming back. We're coming back. Yeah. To her. Well, and like she to think almost he, took I'd off th- the helmet of Mando. So, yeah. I'd like to think that he saw her shoot, and he's like, "Yeah, she could be wife material." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was the moment she started just lighting them up, man. They're <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh man, this chick. There is way more behind this story." Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. And he actually, like, when he's in that little hut, he actually takes his helmet off. Um, yeah. Of course, not yeah. in, in front the, of them, but. Out- in the but he was in the window, so all those people hanging out outside, they could have seen his face. <laughs> it's like a two way mirror; nobody can see him. <laughs> yeah, it's like what does he have a? What is he like? If I don't look at you, or if I don't move, you can't see me. Like I didn't quite understand that. That was kind of funny. Yeah. One thing but, that I thought was kind of funny is so the ATST that they are going to like lure out right into the this pit. So they go into the woods, they start this big like fire and they wait for this thing to like turn on and start walking towards them. And then their whole plan is just to run run. on foot away from it. I'm like, this is it? This was the plan? (laughs) They don't have like a speeder? They have nothing? (laughs) No, they're just running. This is the worst plan ever. Like, I can't believe you guys even made it out of the woods with that plan. Yeah. It was like serpentine, serpentine. They're like trying to run (laughs) back and forth. (laughs) they They can only run straight. No, yeah. it's towering above you. All it has to do is just shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know, man. But I, I yeah, I'm interested know. to see where it goes and see if there's. I I'd like to see some of those characters back in. Um, you know, it was. I hate like I hate when a show like builds up like a character like um, the two women specifically in this episode. So yeah. the bounty hunter. Um, I can never remember anybody's names. And then the village, uh, the lady from the village with the daughter. Uh (laughs) Yeah. And um, it's like they they get you like a little bit attached to these characters where you want like some more on them. And then it's like now he's leaving the planet. So I really do hope that they loop back around to give you like some more info on that. Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of the the movie or uh, um, yeah, I think it was a movie called the, uh, The Seven Samurai? Yep. Uh, they kind of based like the Magnificent Seven and all those kind of mm-hmm. movies. It's yeah. it's looking like it's pretty much the same idea. Is the fact that like he's meeting these people along the way, and then eventually, like like we said, he'll they'll come back together for some main goal. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'd yeah, heard I that. See that. So, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. We will see. So we'll see what happens in the next episode. Hopefully it won't be something random. Hopefully it'll continue the flow with uh, Baby Yoda and stuff. But, you know, randomness isn't all that bad. Speaking of randomness, that is our topic or multiplicity of topics this week. Randomness, part five, I think. Or is it four? Or is it six? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Patrick can edit this out. Okay, thanks. Transition music. He won't. (laughs) All right. Let us jump right in. Uh, For our first topic, I think Ronnie should lead the way should spearhead this thing. Ronnie, what kind of topic did you bring for us to talk about? What's on your mind, your heart, in your that, that beautiful brain of yours? I am going first. Okay. 
I will have you know no that pressure. I considered multiple topics for this, and I couldn't come to a conclusion on what I wanted to talk about. So you're going to do all of them. And <clears throat> no, I don't want to get into Mesh that. Mesh it that all together. Me, like, I'm not going to let you guys actually into my brain because I won't be allowed on the show anymore. But <laughs> Fair enough. Um, no, the topic I actually decided on was transformation. Okay. So most people I would probably expect I would bring a hilarious topic about bathrooms or pooping just to annoy Mark. I did want to do that, but I didn't do it. Way to resist temptation. Um, no. Um, <laughs> one of the topics was transformation. I actually was talking to uh, my grandma this week. And my grandma, she is 86. And sometimes we just call and we just talk. Uh, oddly enough, we always talk about your sports. That's just where nice. <laughs> that's where I get it from. Uh, we can talk baseball for hours. And um, I was talking to her, and I was talking to her about Elizabeth and all this stuff. And I just was kind of telling her things, you know, about my life. And it, I kind of had like a revelation just about everything. And I realized like in a span of two years, um, I personally made a transformation from being uh, very unhappy in almost every aspect of life. Um, I was at a point where I didn't, I didn't want to be at work, but then I didn't really want to go home. So that drive back home or drive to work, that was like my happiest time of the day, which is mm. awful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just that was my life for a little while um, until I decided to change that. And uh, I landed in a spot that I didn't uh, try to th- try to think of where I can how I can say this. I landed in a spot where I'm happier than I thought that I could be. Okay. Yeah. I'm happier than I thought was a possibility in my right. life, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, what I had hoped for in happiness, what you have that you have that picture in your mind of what you want, um, it was less than I am now. So I made this transformation from being very, very unhappy um, to just being a level of happy that I didn't know existed. Um, and it, it has to do with a lot of things. Um, it has to, it has to do with Elizabeth. Um, you know, uh, she's just awesome. Honestly, like I did not anticipate on meeting somebody as good as her. Uh, I don't know what she's doing with me still. I'm not going to start asking <laughs> questions now. That's for no, sure. No, you don't want to do that. Uh, <clears throat> don't no, off. No, raising I, red flags. Yeah. <laughs> I will, uh, I will say that I outkicked my coverage by a fair amount. Um, I'm glad I can, glad I got a smooth talker. Um, I, I do remember when she first started moving in, she said, um, I said to her jokingly, and I was like, man, I can't believe you fell right into this trap I laid. And <laughs> she walks by me smiling. She's like, it's funny that you still think it was your trap. Oh, <laughs> look out. And I was like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, no, it's, it's, it's a combination of things. It's her. Um, it's just where I am with my family, where I am with my friends. Um, I, you know, my friends that, uh, some of them I had before, a couple of them I've met over this past year, but, uh, no, it's, it's just got me at a level of happiness that I didn't know was possible. And it's, it's awesome. It really is just the best thing. And, uh, I just wondered if you guys had a, you know, a time in your life where there was a, a powerful transition, uh, you know, almost a 180, um, and what, you know, just tell me about that. Mm. Well, I know, um, Obviously, you know, I've been through a lot of the same thing you have, Ronnie. Um, yeah. I've been facing a divorce, uh, a very much unwanted divorce in my life. Mm-hmm. And it 
it sort of led down a path uh, for me of some very not so dis- not so helpful things, some destructive things that weren't good for me, and I was just in a place where I kind of felt like s- sort of lost, and and you know I felt like I was dragging uh, a limb that was like broken and stuff. Uh, yeah. And and God certainly helped me through those times to just sort of trust in Him and and know He was going to take care of it, um, and just <clears throat> faithfully walk on the limb if that makes sense. Um, you know, the, uh, one of the odd things about that is is being down like that and just being hurt and you know, if just feeling like everything has just completely gone wrong. Because that's that's what it felt like for me. Everything just fell apart. The wheels fell off of the car I was driving. Like now I'm just getting out of control. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But um, it, what it, what it does is it makes you, you know, it, when when good things happen, it makes you skeptical of those good things. You're like, well, that you know, why is that? Why is that happening? Yeah, it, um, it makes me kind so of so it's hard to get out of that. Right, and you know, I I'm not gonna lie. I felt times like, okay, when's the other shoe gonna drop? When now that things good things are happening, when when's when's the next bad thing gonna happen? Something's getting real close, um, and I've I've really yeah. had to shift my mindset, and and just you know whatever whatever comes, just trust that God will take care of it, and and just enjoy be in this moment now, and and just knowing the fact that that God brought me out of a lot of things. And that, you know, obviously I, I married Kristen. Um, I have a wonderful, um, you know, extended family now uh, through her that is, is very supportive and very loving. And I'm very thankful for them and just beyond what, I've, what I ever could have expected. Um, so um, that's definitely been a transformation moment for me. Um and and just uh, becoming part of the church that I'm part of, and and leading worship for them each and every week. It's just it's I never could have seen this coming, um, but that's just how God works, you know. Um, he brings you to the right place at the right time when He needs to, when He wants to, and sometimes you just gotta be faithful on the limb, um, and and know that God will carry you through it. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that he has a plan. Um, so that was, I mean, that's been the biggest time of transformation for me, I think. Yeah. And I think like that when you, you know, when you kind of said like, I think when you're going through those down times, it's there, there's not a normal in your life anymore. Yeah. So you don't, you know what I mean? You don't, you feel really like outside of yourself. Like you're not, you just, you're like, all right, I don't like the, the hardest thing I think to get to get used to when I first became single after the divorce was um, I'd wake up like, I don't know, like a Saturday or Sunday morning, like, all right, what am I going to do today? I don't have a single plan. Like I have nothing, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And like that feeling is a bizarre thing. And like when you, when you, you mentioned like self-destruct, like I did the same thing. Uh, mine was a little different. I'm sure. Um, I had been with the same person since I was 17 till I was 30 years old and all of the, you know, fun going out with your friends stuff. Um, I never really did that. So when I got divorced, I just kind of went a little crazy yeah. and just did everything I wanted to do. And uh, the funny thing is, is like, 
in that year and a half span, maybe a little under that, um, you know, I was going out all the time, you know, drinking with my friends. Like, it, honestly, like, it was fun. There was a lot of fun times in there. But now it's more of, like, hey, uh, she'll be like, you want to, you know, you want to do wine in a movie? Or do you just want to, like, watch, uh, you know, Star Wars Rebels, which we're still watching? Nice. And I'm like, uh, yeah. And, you know, like, a Saturday will come around, like, oh, yeah, so-and-so's having people over. And I'll be like, uh, well, <laughs> do you want to do that or just do nothing at home? <laughs> you know, all the thirties. Like, yeah. Like I just, um, I don't know. Like I just, I got, got it all out. Yeah. So, uh, but it is funny. You, you, you land where you don't expect to, you don't expect to end up in a situation that you're in. And it's, you look back on it and you're like, man, I don't even know how I did that. Yep. Absolutely. How about um, you, Lucas? I would say there are two major moments when, uh, transformation hit me. Some of it is, well, I think with most transformation, you don't really recognize it until at, you know, like hindsight, when you look back and you're like, wow, that was, uh, definitely a moment of transition. And the, the first major, and I'd say the most major transformation that I went through was when my mom passed away. And, and I know we've talked about you know, so, you know, like you guys mentioning your divorces that you went through and me talking about my mom passing away. I know we've talked about it, uh, in the past, so I don't have to belabor like everything that happened, but I know for me personally, like my personality, like it almost completely changed because when I was 11 years old and probably from when I was zero to when I was 11, uh, life was just, uh, it wasn't a game, but it was like, it was a, it was just fun. Like I just did whatever, said whatever. Um, I, I just, I went wherever the wind blew me. I, I, I didn't look outside of, you know, I didn't look outside of myself. I just, whatever I wanted to do, I did it, you know, whatever I felt, I felt it and I expressed it. And, uh, I was totally oblivious to people around me and, and I don't know if it was the timing of me growing up on top of my mom passing away, but when my mom passed away, like all of a sudden, uh, just everything stopped, like time stood still. And I realized there was more than just me. I realized there was more than just uh, having fun in life. Like all of a sudden I went from kind of being a kid to being a man and like, uh, just taking life a lot more seriously. Um, you know, I still like to have fun and still like to joke around. I still, you know, throughout, you know, the rest of middle school and high school and college, I, I loved being the class clown and, you know, uh, having fun with friends and, and going out on the weekends and that kind of stuff. But, but I think through, whether it's, it's through my relationship with God or just growing up, like, like my, whole perspective on life transformed and all of a sudden because I went through one of the worst possible things you can go through and losing a parent um, all of a sudden like I don't know my just perspective changed on life and and it's it's almost like I reached a different level of kind of understanding of being able to empathize and connect with people um, I remember growing up just like being totally oblivious to what people thought and felt. And I still have those moments and still have those times where I'll just like blurt something out or do something dumb and be like, man, I should have really thought about that person. But at the same time, like my desire to connect with people, my desire to, uh, 
look outside of myself. Um, you know, that all initiated and that all that transformation, you know, leading me to being a missionary and a pastor now, you know, God is the, at the forefront of that. And he's the reason that I do what I do, but it all initiated with my mom's passing. And then the other transformation that I went through probably has been over the last seven years living in Brazil, outside of the U.S., kind of getting disconnected from, uh, I don't know, just some of the things that, uh, you know, the things that I worried about and thought about uh, when I lived in the U.S., it's just a lot different than it is now. You know, when I talk to some family and friends and they're talking about politics or talking about drama or talking about, you know, just things in the news, I'm like, I mean, I pay attention to the news and, and I try to keep up to date on current events. But for the most part, like, um, I've noticed a change in kind of my worldview and, and also just my overall, like, view of the world, like what's going on uh, around me besides just, you know, what's going on in the U S or what's going on, uh, with my job or I don't know. I feel like both my mom's passing and living here in Brazil for so long has helped broaden, uh, given a transformation to, to help me look outside of myself and look, uh, beyond the four walls of my brain or just my family. So, uh, that's probably been the two greatest transformations that's happened in my life. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all, um, like you had mentioned, you know, when you were younger, not really caring about really anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think we all are there at some point where um, I was actually, I was trying to explain this to Elizabeth a little while ago. And I said, like, as young boys, I said, this is, this is kind of difficult to describe, but we all basically think that we're low level superheroes and that nothing right. can hurt us. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then like, yeah, as, as like a young man, you're like, Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get hurt. Like, I, like I don't care about these people. Like you just have that whole mentality. And at some point life literally beats it out of you. Yeah. Something happens. <laughs> like you, you are yeah. not that sir. And it, like, it's, it lets you know in one way or the other, uh, it is a humbling feeling. Yeah. Uh, I think once you, once you make it there for sure. What uh, what topics did you guys bring? I we had a serious discussion. Mm-hmm. So I have a topic this evening since we are now in the holiday season. And, and the, the embargo has lifted. The Christmas embargo has lifted in the Boucher Oh, yes, household. it's official. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sir, I want to buy these shoes for, for my, my mother, mother. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Try to get that out of your head now, <laughs> listener, you joiners. Good luck. I can hear many people around the world going, dang it. <laughs> what have you no! done? <laughs> but uh, no, obviously uh, Christmas time is uh, is upon us. And uh, with that comes lots of Christmas movies uh, that we love to enjoy. And uh, they, they've become sort of that tradition. Um each and every year like the the other traditions we were talking about with kind of with thanksgiving but um but yeah obviously holiday movies are are a big thing um especially in the united states um and so what are some of the the christmas movies you like have to watch like during the christmas season um uh, like we you cannot go without watching it at least once <clears throat> Um, so I know for me, um, 
the big ones for me are are Home Alone, uh, Home Alone mm. and Home Alone mm-hmm. Two actually. Classic. Because those were my favorite Christmas movies growing up. Um, I just loved that whole idea uh, of you know the kid doing whatever he wants, and then all of a sudden having to defend his house from these. Oh yeah. These especially after Home Alone One. I mean, yeah. didn't you want to get left at home? Like, didn't you want your family to forget <laughs> no, about you? We all you? wanted to have to defend we our house. We all wanted that. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I made we wanted to my fight family off. Family disappear. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I absolutely love those movies. Um, and um, the other two are. Elf, that has become yes. part of part of my watch list for, for Christmas sure. as that well. By the as... far, by the far, by far my favorite as well. Like <laughs> in our family, every year now we have the tradition where since we can't all choose the same one, each family member picks a movie, and that my family knows. Mm. I don't have to say it. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna watch Elf." I'm like, "You, you darn right, we're gonna watch Elf." Even <laughs> when my kids were younger, uh, when my, I think my son was like. I want to say three, and my daughter was five, maybe even younger, two and four or something like that. Uh, I've, I like, I found a uh, cartoon version of Elf, and it's only an hour and five minutes long, but it's like the condensed made-for-kids version of Elf. So even wow. before I knew they wouldn't understand mm-hmm. what, uh, what Elf was, or like, you know, it was just a live-action movie, so I knew it wouldn't hold my two-year-old's attention, we watched the cartoon version that nice. I don't even know where it came from, but... We downloaded it and we watched it. It's good stuff. Awesome. I am super excited because on Wednesday, Kristen and I leave for New York City. Ooh. Uh, yeah, we're going okay. to visit. Now watch out for the peep shows. That is not to show you <laughs> next the, the presents. It's not giving you a sneak peek of the presents. And don't eat the gum off the streets. Yep. It's not free candy. It's, it's not, not free. free candy. Not even a little bit. And uh, I'm excited to like walk through Central Park and stuff, and you're like, "Oh, this is where Buddy did the snowball fight." And, <laughs> yeah, let's do a snowball fight, Kristen. <laughs> and you just start wailing on her. And this is where he ran away from the was it the Rangers, the New York Rangers? Yeah, the New York Rangers. They never uh, forgave me. Put them on the naughty list. Uh, so I'm super excited. We're gonna try to scope out wherever the world's best cup of coffee is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Congratulations, you did it! I wonder how many people have done that since that. I know, right? How much of that 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 diner has like blown up, and that has probably to be have a crappy BB gun coffee. in there for every time somebody comes in. Does Shut that. up! <laughs> it's probably not even a real place, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, the other the other one I, I just need to watch during Christmas time is is become the Polar Express. I okay. I absolutely love what Tom Hanks did. Uh, with that movie, all the character he plays multiple characters in that movie. Yep. Um, I loved the book as a child, um, so and, and I just think they did a great job with the right. movie, and so I've I've learned to really love that movie. Um, yeah, he really uh, he really honed his. <laughs> I don't know if I could say this on the podcast, but he really honed his white Eddie Murphy being able to uh, <laughs> be multiple characters. Yeah, <laughs> just like you could have said, you could have just said it's Mike Myers. <laughs> It's Make true. it less awkward. It's true. Oh no, that's not as fun. But yeah, that's true. In hindsight, <laughs> I should have said Mike Myers because he—I forgot he does that because he does that in the won. Austin Powers. <laughs> hey, uh, Patrick, can you uh, just edit that out? Thanks. No edits. Myers. <laughs> but I'll either way, he does pull it off very well in that animated yeah. flick. 
So yeah, that's actually better. I watched that a few years ago for the first time, and I did not anticipate on liking it that much. Yeah, I mean it. It is like a it's like a young kids movie, but it is really good. I mean, even as an adult, it's a really easily enjoyable movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so definitely. What are, you, what are your guys? Obviously, Lucas. I know you said Elf. Uh, what are, what's some other movies that uh, you guys can't go through Christmas without watching? I watched my first Christmas movie this week. Ooh. Okay. And it was Die Hard. I knew yes. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Die Hard. If you weren't, you know the I was funny thing. You Die know the hard. funny thing is, is uh, I was I was just surfing the channels. It was a little bit later, right? I was sitting up by myself, and I'm like, ah, there's a there's a few different Christmas movies on movies that I like, but I was like, ah, I'm not really ready for that. And I'm like, ooh, Die Hard, and I get on, it and I was like, towards the end, I was like, I just watched a Christmas movie. Yeah, you did. I totally yeah, skipped did. over all the other ones. <laughs> um, but one one series of movies that I always really actually liked was the Santa Claus movies with Tim yeah. Allen. Yes. I always lo- yeah. love those movies, man. They're, they're so good. So good. Um, Especially they the, get first a little re- the first one. The first one is classic. Yeah, the first one, the first one is really good. Uh, they get a little crazy, but um, still, I, I like watching all of them. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I still quote those movies with my dad, even when it's not Christmas. So... <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely love those. And yeah, they got a little out there more and more with two and three. Um, But uh, one will definitely always be close to my heart. He's supposed to drink the milk. (laughs) Yeah, it is hilarious. Lucas. Like when he's in the office, he orders like. I don't know, like three or four like large things. He's in like sweatpants. Everybody's in like suits. (laughs) Oh, yes. Does this look um, like a little weight to you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, another Christmas movie that my family really likes and that is my wife's number one, and uh, it's an animated one. It's a little newer. It's called Arthur Christmas. Oh, yeah. And uh, that one is its very British. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one thing that I will hold against it because they say Happy <laughs> Christmas throughout the movie. Yeah. And I think that's just weird. Like, you don't say Happy Christmas. You say Merry We've been Christmas. Conditioned. Yeah, to say Merry Christmas. We don't use Merry for any other like moment or context. It goes with Christmas. So to say Happy Christmas, that's just strange. But the movie's if, really funny. I wonder if Ash being in Scotland, if she's if they say Happy Christmas over there, because I know they're still technically part of the UK. They um, are technically part of that. Yeah. That whole so, shindig. I wonder. But yeah. That movie's I, I really like that movie because I really feel like it uh it, it gives a good Brit side of British humor and uh, my kids love it of course we love it and it and it just really captures the spirit of Christmas uh, if 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 y'all out there haven't watched it it's like four generations of Santa Clauses all vying to be the main Santa Claus throughout in in trying to you know effectively pull off Christmas uh, even when they all fail at different <clears throat> moments it's really funny and I really enjoy it. Um, another one that I really like that I'm blanking on the name of, so I'm looking up really fast. Oh, is the Muppets Christmas Carol? That oh my old gosh, classic! I love that. Uh, there's many you renditions lost me on these last two of the Christmas Carol. Sorry, man. There's <laughs> a, there's a lot of renditions of the Christmas Carol, but the Muppets Christmas Carol is my favorite with Kermit the Frog, and you know all the Muppets, and uh, that one's just a 90s classic. I think it's 90s. It's mm-hmm. kind of older. So before 
not before your time, but you know. My last one is also a classic, and it is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, which I believe is thirty year. It came out thirty years ago today. It T- is today, really, dude. I you have to watch that one. I feel like at Christmas time, above all other movies, yeah, that one has to be watched. Like it is. Uh, you know what? It's it's funny that it's been thirty years because it's one of those. That's one of those movies, Lucas. That in a few years, when you show it to your kids, they won't appreciate it. Right. It won't like it. They won't appreciate it because they were too young and the humor was older. But like when I watch it, like as a little kid, and just like the nostalgia of that whole movie, like it's hilarious. Just everything about it yeah. is funny. They'll, so be, they'll definitely actually. laugh at the squirrel coming out of the tree. Yesterday, there'll be some parts that they'll get. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. There's some timeless parts of it, but yeah, that is a good one for sure. Absolutely. Mark, did you have any others? There are other ones that I that I I kind of like watching and and just you know if it if it so happens to come on. Obviously, the Peanuts Christmas special. Oh yeah, uh, with the tree. Yeah, and and the... Linus comes out and and starts reading from Luke two and yeah, um, it's definitely definitely a classic. And there are some other ones that. I can't even remember, but the, those are the big ones: the Home Alone movies, Elf, and Polar Express. Gotcha. Do you guys watch those awful Hallmark ones at all? Absolutely not. <laughs> I never do. Honestly. Good. Me neither. I I let Mindy watch them, and I say, "You have fun. I'm gonna go play video games or go somewhere else." I cannot watch some of those. They are just downright awful. And they're all over they Netflix. The, they're They are the corniest movies ever, man. <laughs> yes, they really all are. All of them. Yeah. It's like are. they gathered up a bunch of their friends for the acting parts. <laughs> yeah, it's like, "Hey, you, you don't mind being the main character in this, right? You have you acted before?" <laughs> it's like watching a play with no music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty rough. It's good stuff yes. though. All right. Well, I think uh I'm the last one. Yes, you I'm are. Lashed. That you are, the sir. Lashed to give a topic. Lashed. The last one. So uh, this past week, I finally finished uh, Jedi Fallen Order. And Yay! I was, yeah, I was very excited to then get to listen to the rest of our podcast and hear the spoiler part of <laughs> Jedi Fallen yeah. Order. And uh, you, de- you guys definitely, you talked about most of the stuff that I had not finished to that point. So you would have just spoiled the crap out of uh Yeah, you ran into something game. scary at the end, didn't you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, I, and I'm really glad I didn't man. know about that. That was, that was epic. And that had Yeah, really I was like, not ready what? for that. Yeah, oh, my, no. my kids were watching at the time and they were on their phones and they all of a sudden looked up and they were like what and I'm like I know and then then it became a run for your life <laughs> uh, but yeah so I finished that and uh, and then I listened to the spoiler cast and I definitely am going to go back and get all the collectibles and get the, the platinum trophy uh, and then after that this past week I uh, I jumped into Telltale's Walking Dead season three. I had played one and two. I don't know if uh, Ronnie. I don't think you've played any of the Walking Dead games. I have actually played a part of the first uh, the very first. Oh, one. did you? Okay. Um, I did. It. I played it on my phone. Oh, okay. Um, when they like first like first was a big thing. Yeah. But since then, I've never really picked it back up. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I get they, that the type of game that it is like, and I right. can understand like the interest in it. It is cool. Yeah. Cause it's like it's like a choose your own adventure. You control 
kind of the outcome yeah. in a way, like what's said and that kind of stuff. And man, yeah. I played so I, I played through all of season three. It's like five episodes. They're like an hour, hour and a half uh, each episode. And so I played through that this past week. And uh, man, they put you in these tough situations that I'm just like, they do. It's like <laughs> there's like no good way. And when I go back, you can go back and you can play it again. I just got online to see what like the different decisions. And I was just like, well, nope, that was just as lousy as uh, the decision I made. So I, so I made it my so own story. That. And it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's my favorite when they say <laughs> they're going to remember that. And then the next scene, they die. And it's like, yeah. really? Are they going to remember that? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> They'll remember that when they die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I played through that and got a got a good old platinum trophy in that. That's definitely one of the baby platinum trophies where you just play the game and you get the platinum trophy <laughs> at the end. And uh, I enjoy those from time to time. But nice. I, I recognize that I am 130 trophies away from 10,000 PlayStation trophies. What? Yeah. Whoa. And so I'm at the end of the year, and I'm like, the, the one thing I thought of was, uh, oh, well, it's time to do a little countdown to 10,000 trophies. So I am going to be trying to reach 10,000 trophies, and my 10,000th trophy I'm going to try to... Thousandth. <laughs> however ten that works. Thousandth. Ten, extra E-N in there. Yeah, I might have added a little bit. Uh, my 10,000th <laughs> Don't trophy. Don't try and fancy it up, son. <laughs> <laughs> this can't help it sometimes. Uh, I'm going to try to make it the uh, Jedi Fallen Order Platinum. So I'm going to try to time it out to where they match up. And so that's going to be my like year-end goal. I think I'm. I think I have like 29 days, 30 days left in the year. I think I'll be able to reach uh, 10,000 trophies. So that's something cool that I'm going to try to do. And maybe even sometimes I'll uh, do a little Twitch streaming too, uh, as we get closer to the 10,000th trophy. I just had to practice that one more time. Uh, <laughs> but the other thing that I got to thinking about is that how, in part, both The Walking Dead and trophies those digital playstation trophies they actually got me back into gaming back in 2013 um i grew up playing nintendo you know nintendo systems nintendo super nintendo uh genesis i had a game gear back in the day as as we talked about many many episodes ago um and throughout middle school high school uh and maybe a little bit of college i was into gaming but there was a long lull where i didn't play very much and then in 2013, actually, when I moved to Brazil, uh, one of the things I did on the side is I just started playing video games again as a way of just kind of, you know, taking a break from life, relaxing. Uh, my daughter would wake up super early in the morning, so I would just pop on some YouTube for her, and she would watch little cartoons, and I would play video games. And uh, one of the things that got me back into it, besides The Walking Dead and like a good story in a video game, was trophies. And for some reason, just the meta game of getting those little trophies like just attracted my attention. And there, in the past, I realized that there were a lot of games that I could never like actually finish because I would get bored with them or I would kind of take a break and get lost with the controls and all that stuff. But I found with the trophies, sometimes it would get me to just keep with it. And since then, to 2013, I've finished a lot more games uh, in the process. And I think... In, in part due to this kind of little carrot on the stick. Um, and so uh, in thinking about that this week, it got me to thinking about uh, life a little more broadly. And on a serious, on a more serious topic, uh, leaning, I think, more towards 
uh, what Ronnie was talking about. I got to thinking about in life how how you know different aspects of our of our lives we have little trophies or we have little uh, incentives. Uh, sometimes it's something that that you know life is offering us. Sometimes it's something that we kind of set up in our heads. Uh, we have motivations. We have reasons why we do things. And I think sometimes it's good to to reflect and think about why do I do what I do. So I I wanted to take a little bit of time uh, in thinking about you know when life gets tough, when it gets difficult, when it gets boring, lonely. Uh, what keeps us going? What uh, what helps us kind of get through a, a rough day at work? What helps us hold on to you know love and relationships? And so I just want to focus on just a few categories, and and I want to start with work. You know, we're all kind of like facing work from a different angle. Uh, You know, I'm a missionary in Brazil, but I'm actually like at the beginning of a new chapter where I'm finishing up uh, raising money to to serve in Brazil for at least the next year and a half to two years. Uh, You know, and and I know, Ronnie, you just recently got a promotion uh, some weeks ago. Uh, Mark, you know, you're... You you're still you know searching and and I know some people you know I, I know you have a you have a solid job with with what you're doing but I know it's also not the job that you make the most money off of is not your the job that you're really passionate about doing and so we all have like different perspectives on why we do what we do so I wanted to kind of get an idea you know give us some time to think about and share what is what is what keeps you working what keeps you doing what you're doing for a living uh, what is that carrot on the stick that that keeps you keeping on. So mine, I I think I already like have mine because I very much like, uh, do not live to work. Um, I, I work to live. So the reason, you know, what keeps me coming back, what keeps me, you know, trying to do a good job is it work allows me to live the life that I want to live is the best way to describe it. Uh It it allows me to buy the things that I want to buy um, go out and do the things that I want to do. Um, it's my, my entire style of life is because of work. So the way I've always looked at work is, um, I think it's, you know, most people are in jobs that they are not passionate about. That's, that's the way life works sometimes. And, um, I am very much in a job that I wouldn't consider myself like passionate about. Like, like when I'm there, I will try and do the best job I can and be the best I can be at it. Um, but it's very much of, I look at it as I'm going in there from eight to five and me doing that allows me to live the life I want to live outside of that. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the carrot, carrot at the end of the stick is my life. And it's just a, I have to just put in this time at work so that then I can live the life that I want to live. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's a lot, uh, it's a simplistic view, but it just, it allows me, you know, to do basically everything that I want to do. Um, mm-hmm. I, I learned a long time ago that money, uh, it does not make you happy. Um, you know, it, it will make things easier. Um, in some cases it can make things harder. Um, but for the most part for me, it's never been about trying to make as much money as I can. It's just more about enjoying, you know, for example, enjoy enjoying what I have. Um, you know, I've had money in the bank before and, uh, I was unhappy, so <laughs> I would rather be broke and happy uh, than have a lot of money and not happy. Gotcha. Yeah. Mark, how about you? Well, definitely, um, you know, I have 
technically two jobs, quote unquote. Um, you know, my nine to five during the week, and then of course my my ministry. Um, mm-hmm. And and so yeah, obviously, um, the ministry is the one I'm more passionate about, um, the one that I that I have a calling towards, and and so. Um, but but I mean both are a ministry in many ways. Um, and, and one of the things that, you know, at my nine to five job, the one during the week is, is the people that's, that's what kind of keeps me going. Obviously the biggest thing is, is, you know, my, my following after God and his purpose for my life. Um, and he has me in this place at this time for specific purpose that's that's the biggest thing but Mm -hmm. one thing that sort of keeps things sane and keeps me kind of motivated is is being around the people that i am i've you know the past couple of jobs i've been in my regular nine to fives have been the people that that have made those things have made work bearable (laughs) um and and there's a lot of things now that about the job i'm in that i enjoy um, for sure, definitely more than my last job. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful for those things. Um, and of course, you know, my ministry, the people there, um, God has, has really blessed us with a wonderful church with, with great people who love God and just serve as much as they can and, and love as much as they can. Um, and so I'm super thankful for them and that certainly keeps me going. Um, and keeps me doing what I do is because, you know, what are the two greatest commandments? Love God, love people, right? So, um, you know, well, even if they didn't love me, I would still be, I need to love them anyway, but you know, they just make it that much easier when they exercise that same love. (laughs) And it keeps me, it keeps me remembering why I do what I do, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, knowing that I have a God that loves me and cares about me and has a purpose for my life and knowing that I have these people in my life that love the Lord and love other people, that that certainly keeps me motivated. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, listening to what, you know, both both Ronnie and Mark, both, both of what you guys mentioned, uh, to me, even if they sound like they're coming from a different perspective and a different path, uh, you know, I think, I think through, you know, hearing about your updates week to week, Ronnie, like y- y- you, you thrive for your time with your friends, with your family. And I think it sounds like that your, your money go towards, goes toward that. What you gain from your job, uh, it feeds right into that. You know, you're not into just building up the bank account or, or making a bunch of money. Um, and that's, and I think that's, that's definitely uh, important. And, uh, Mark, I totally understand the bivocational thing. Um, I've been there and done that and, and that's not easy, but at the same time, looking at, you know, both your jobs as a ministry, um, that's, that's, that's so, so important to sustaining you in the times when, especially in, uh, customer service, (laughs) when people treat you like crap or, you know, or just no one's ever satisfied or all the things you just have to deal with. I mean, Ronnie, you deal with that too with customer service. I'm pretty sure yours is uh, pretty customer service oriented. 
and uh, we can't hear you, Ronnie. I think your mic's on mute. Your mic's on mute. Uh, nope. <laughs> no, it's not. That is incorrect. Yeah, no, I, no I, I have to deal with the customer service stuff as well. Yeah, and so and that can be really taxing uh, for sure. Um, for me in, in my job and the things that I do for a living as a missionary, as a missionary coordinator, like as a missions coordinator, um, I live for those, the, that one or two weeks when I have a group. Uh, and, and honestly, uh, as it stands right now, I probably only have like three or four groups that I personally take care of that come, uh, to Brazil every year. Uh, but with those groups, like, like I had a group from California come in August and, uh, during our two weeks, um, I was their pastor and I, you know, not in the sense that, you know, that I preached sermons to them and not in the traditional sense where, you know, they were a part of my church. I was their pastor as in like I was walking with them and they were, you know, when you go on a mission trip, um, you, you bring the baggage of your life with you. You get to do great things and you get to see new sites and, and try different foods and serve people and love people that are not, you know, that you're not familiar with, a culture that's not your own. Um, and in the same moment, God uses that to, to challenge people. And that's, that's one of the, the, the things that I, I truly live for in my job is to, uh, is to help people in that. And I really think that, that every person should should have an opportunity to leave their country for leave their culture for a week, two weeks, uh, engage in another culture, learn a different language, be challenged, um, in, in, in a ministry context and in giving to people, uh, because it's in that I've, I've witnessed so many times people who have been transformed, you know, Ronnie, you were, we were talking about that earlier, uh, about transformation. I've, I've, I've encountered so many people that have been transformed by, by being a part of a mission trip. And so that's, that's one thing for my job that I truly uh, look forward to and, and is why I do what I do. And, you know, and one of my, one of my goals in being in Brazil is, is to not only do more trips where more Americans and more uh, people from other countries come and visit uh, Brazil to do ministry, but also that Brazilians will more and more Brazilians will, um, will leave Brazil to, to visit other countries and will go to even different parts of Brazil. You know, we have, uh, a large country like the U.S. to where it's it's a lot different in different in different areas. There, there's even different cultures and and different parts of Brazil. Kind of like you know you go to you you meet someone in North Dakota like in the U.S. and then you meet someone in uh, Texas. Those are two totally different people, and the same is true in Brazil. So that's that's something that that definitely uh, drives me. Um, how about in the basic idea? of getting out of the bed in the morning. What is your incentive for getting out of bed in the morning? And I just threw this one on you. This one can be a pretty big one. Uh, and it's not something that we always think about because we just, sometimes we just get out of bed because we get out of bed. Um, but for me, uh, and, and this maybe connects to Mark's response with work, but to me, I get out of the bed, I get out of bed in the morning for, for, my family, uh, and I get out of bed in the morning for, for God to, to love others and to, uh, to, to, to walk with them and to, um, to, to love my family and to teach my kids, 
you know, as they continue to grow, as they continue to learn new things, as they continue to understand that the word, the world is an adventurous and a scary place, like I want to be there with them each step of the way. And so regardless of how I feel, if I have, you know, if I'm in a funk, like recently, I've kind of been in a funk lately, uh, you know, and, and sometimes it's really, it's not hard to get out of bed, but it's hard not to go back to bed to just be like, you know what? I just want to, I just want to go back to sleep for a little bit. Uh, definitely my family, my kids, my wife, uh, walking and, and, and living with them. That definitely keeps me going. How about you guys? Yeah. I mean, definitely along the same lines as, uh, as my work, um, definitely waking up, you know, knowing that I have a God who loves me and has a purpose for me and wants me to live and live for him. Um, you know, that certainly gets me up in the morning. My, my family, my wife, um, all of the, you know, my friends, all those people in my life, you know, they, they're the reason that I get up in the morning and, and, you know, continue to live my life. Um, and, and just seeing all the things that God has in store, um, those are huge factors in, in continuing to live my life and not being like, you know, Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys and, and staying in bed for three years. Um, you know, I want to go and live life and, and live it abundantly. Um, mm-hmm. So as, as comfy as my bed is. um i i I definitely have a reason to get up for sure yeah i would say the first reason that i get out of bed in the morning is to have a bed okay (laughs) um no i uh i i I mean for basically the same reasons um obviously you know family friends you know being able to do the things that you love to do um, all of those things, you know, play a part in it. Uh, but also, you know, the reason is, um, I get out of bed, I go to work. Um, like I do all those things I try to do, I try to do well at work and, you know, it's not just for the present time, also for the future time, you know, um, you try to do a better job. You want to be in a better, better position in the future. Um, you know, I don't have kids currently, but, uh, you know, that is a plan for the future. So, yeah. Um, you want to be in, a good, in the best possible place you can be to provide for everybody. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just uh, it's not necessarily just for the present, but building towards the future as well. Yep, and sure. also, I, you know, I kind of like expensive things sometimes. So That's <laughs> nice. You know, Jeeps aren't too cheap. <laughs> nope. It's true. They're if not. you just stay in bed, you're not going to yeah. have those things. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, cool. Well, uh, besides our random topics and the things that we have discussed today, we can't go without mentioning some of our joiners that also had some questions for us to discuss here as we wrap things up. The first comes from Infinity Bros at underscore infinity underscore bros underscore. Lots of underscores there. Mm. Uh, They had this to say, if you all were members of the Avengers... Who would you be? Ooh. So we can speak for ourselves, and then for sure we can all mention who we think Patrick will be or would be since he's not with us. So anybody know which Avenger they think they would be? I feel like Patrick and Doctor Strange maybe. Ooh, okay. I can see that. You put a Same little hair. 
Put a little same hair too, you know. Pepper. Oh, he does salt have and pepper that look on the yeah on the sides. On the sides and then there. Instead of instead of the cape, he just has his hair, and his hair makes the cape. <laughs> like it just goes down the back, and yeah, just, I can it's see magical it totally that way flowing. Just flowing in the wind. I can see him yeah. making one of those little gold circles and everything. Oh, for sure. Just, <laughs> yep. Oh, I can definitely see that. Wizardry. <laughs> um, I, so uh, the way I Peter Quill. Am, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can see that uh, definitely being Peter Quill. I guess when, I, when you said Avengers, I was thinking more of like the core yeah, group. Yeah, that's I true, guess, the core but, group. Yeah, that's good um, call. No, yeah, Peter Quill, because like it, I live most of my life without, <clears throat> you know, just out of care. Like I just do things to make myself happy, and you know, like there's sometimes when I get really lucky, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's the only reason Peter Quill is really alive ever, right? Um, <laughs> Luck. Turns out, uh, turns out for most of his life he couldn't die anyways. I didn't realize that until the second Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Oh, that's true. Basically, since the planet was still alive, he couldn't actually die. Mm-hmm. Which explains how he's still alive. Um, but no, I think my general, like, you know, if you see me playing volleyball or around my friends, like, I'm a little more on the cocky side. Um, they would say Tony Stark. Yeah. They would say Iron Man. But I am volleyball man. I, um, I envy Captain America. Something about Captain America, man. He's just pure... Plus that hair, man. That's the reason I wear my hair the way I do. <laughs> nice. And America's, you know. He's got that going for him. Yeah. Language. He said it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. Who do you think you are besides Captain America? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely not Captain America. No? No, not at all. Um, oh, gosh. I'm probably a cross between Ooh, hybrid avenger yeah i'm probably a cross between um banner you'd be a bruce you can't, you'd yeah you'd be a bruce banner i was gonna say yeah banner and maybe a hawkeye i feel okay. like you could turn into like a rage monster a rage monster mark the rage monster ah, with a little sombrero ah, on his head yeah so humiliating ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love when he's trying to pretend to be the hulk that's the best um yeah definitely more quiet and reserved but you know i have my uses when i when you know i need to be there yeah that kind of stuff you're um, definitely a scientist guy like yeah. like bruce banner would be see that yep. uh yeah. for me i would go all in on hawkeye just he's a family man uh all the way he's kind of like uh you know the jack of all trades like does he have a superpower i mean kind of but he like doesn't. he's just awesome he's just i mean he's awesome <laughs> but like yeah but like his greatest moments are when he like talks the other superheroes off the ledge. Like when he has that moment with Scarlet Witch and just kind of gets her centered and like he's kind of the the just he's got a little wisdom to offer people and that kind of stuff. So uh it's uh you know something that uh he just offers kind of just try to be kind of a sage or kind of add add advice and so I kind of I kind of like to try to do that, um, and and that that's the kind of character that I connect with for sure. 
Nice. So, yeah. Uh, Barnaby Butterteeth, he said, what's the bounty from Black Friday, Cyber Monday? We did the responsible adult thing and didn't buy anything, so we, quote unquote, save a lot of money. But come Super Bowl weekend, that big uh, 65-inch LG Nano Cell TV will be in the theater room, a.k.a. in front of the couch. So did you guys partake in any Black Friday, Cyber Monday shopping? I did not. Technically, I did, I guess. <laughs> uh, they were doing... They were doing some sales that they were like pre Black Friday sales, and okay. with that, I bought myself a new Xbox controller. Um, it was on sale, and because I needed one really bad, because the buttons, one of the buttons was sticking on my old one, and I was getting some uh, thumbstick drift. Uh, so I need, I needed to get a new controller. So yeah. Technically not a Christmas present, but I did somewhat partake. Nice. Uh, like Ronnie, I also did not partake. However, on Saturday, my family and I went to the mall for lunch, and uh, there was still fallout from Black Friday at our local mall at a store called, it's literally called the American Store, Lojas Americanas. <laughs> <laughs> and it looked like... Uh, the apocalypse had just happened. Like there was trash everywhere. Like I just envisioned that people, uh, they ran in and they just started eating food and steal, like just taking stuff and unwrapping it and keeping it for themselves. That's what it looked like. There were wrappers everywhere. There were like their plastic wrap from products that clearly people just took. It looked like it had been ransacked. Oh my uh, gosh! It was quite scary. But I don't we know. Qui- we quickly left that store. I don't know if you saw the video. There's this video of, uh, was, I think it was like a Canadian Walmart or something like that. And they were about to open the doors for Black Friday. And they open the doors and the Canadians are just standing there for a moment. And then oh, you see I've one of them kind of yes. put his hand out like, no, for, you go first, sir. I <laughs> yeah, everybody's all polite and nice. <laughs> and then they just politely walk in. Yeah. It was like... Oh, my oh gosh. would you like that? Yeah. There was no and then Americans I saw a in that video crowd. where, like, literally, people were just like fighting and ripping to get like a a, a flat screen TV. Like, oh yeah, this huge tower of a of a bunch of TVs. They just were like yeah. ripping it apart. Ripping. I've it seen those shreds. before. And that was in America. And they're so. and they're never and they're and they were just like it, well the video I saw they were like twenty five inch TVs I'm like yeah. seriously you're like fighting tooth and nail for a twenty five incher like at mm. least do it with a fifty inch TV or something a little <clears throat> heftier I mean twenty five inch is good TV for the bathroom I guess that's true and when you really just got to spend some time in, in there maybe interesting no I don't but I would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Future I've ever in my bathroom goals. long enough to do that. Future goals. Oh. I mean, thirty minutes. I could watch a whole episode of The Mandalorian while I was in there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I, I suppose. Oh, I can't get feel on my legs. And everything. Abort! 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 Pull out! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Until friggin' nutcase. Lights go off. I'm gonna make a little transition. Friggin' nutcase, Travis, popsicle. <clears throat> Uh, he wanted to know what is one skill you're really good at, but you seldom use. I got it. Ping pong. Mm. Mm. Or, as they call it in China, 
ping pong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wait, say what the what is it normally? And or <clears throat> as they call it in Brazil, pingy pongy. I don't believe is that you. really a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's called pingy pongy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that does not sound as good. Uh, let's play some pingy pongy. Okay, great. <laughs> Interesting. No, I grew up like playing ping pong. We always had a ping pong table out in like the barn, and uh, I have one now in my basement. Like I bought, I had to buy one when I got the house. And uh, I re- like when people come over, like buddies and stuff. That's the only time I really get to like play it out. Uh, but no, I actually am, you know, pretty. Solid at ping pong. Sweet. I played nice. tennis in high school and stuff. Nice. So it's yeah. kind of a like a transition thing. Yeah. It's like They're the fresh gump of the podcast. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. Play ping pong. <laughs> like I like a to box play ping pong with my flexo light ping pong paddle. That's right. <laughs> ice cream. I like ice cream too. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. You got magic legs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, Me too. <laughs> yeah, mine is also very similar in terms of it involves a game. I am obnoxiously good at the game Mad Gab. Have you guys ever played that? Oh, yes. I have not. Hoof art Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I I like people absolutely hate playing against me. Oh yeah, cuz uh, you always yeah. know what they're saying. Yep, and that's why I seldom use it because I don't get to play against. It's just not even fair. Yeah, <laughs> not to huh. toot my own horn or anything, but of course. Yeah. Um, we all have these weird little niche things that we're good at that mean nothing in actual society. That's yep. correct. I'm really good. <laughs> They're never going to get us anything except for I'm, small satisfaction. I'm really good at trivia. <clears throat> so when I watch Jeopardy. Or play little trivia games. Um, I just pull a rabbit out of the hat, and I don't know why I know. You know, probably because you read like Wikipedia every day. <laughs> yeah, that's for my <laughs> for my pastime. I'm like, let's uh, yeah. let's see what's on the old Wikipedia right now. Let's just read <laughs> this old story here. Uh, yeah. Ah, albino squirrels. Let's take a look at them. Yeah, what are their uh, <laughs> top five characteristics? They're white. They. <laughs> Red eyes. They are squirrels. <laughs> They're squirrels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good at trivia. I thought of another one, but I totally blanked on it. So it's kind of pointless to bring up, I guess. It's all good. Pretty good at growing a mustache. Me? I mean, it's way better than mine. I mean, Mark is pretty good. One. It's not very Mark good. Mark, Mark, Mark definitely has a better like automatic but, handlebar mustache. But he's using yeah. it. He's using that uh, skill of growing the mustache for sure. The only thing I wish is that my beard would like the the hair would grow higher on my cheeks, but like right underneath your eyeballs. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, right, right underneath. There. Keep your eyeyeballs warm. <laughs> I want a full important. hair curtain right there. People be taking pictures hair of you ever thinking they just caught a yeti. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Um, last little thing we got was from Shiplig at Dopalicious. Uh, he really just had a little tip for us. He said, more family equals less leftovers. That's a tough equation to balance. I think one of the best things about Thanksgiving is the leftovers. So I think, right. I think Dopalicious, you need to uninvite uh, some family from your next Thanksgiving so you have plenty of leftovers afterwards. Mm. Oh, so. Yeah, I agree, man. 
eating Thanksgiving food like the day after Thanksgiving, oh, like man. warming it up. Oh, it's magical. Yes. So that, magical. Yeah, that turkey sandwich. This year, no. That's all right. Yeah, I didn't either. It's a bummer. I mean, we had leftover pizza, like I said, on Thanksgiving, but that's not the same. I didn't. No. Get a good, <laughs> I didn't get a good turkey that's, sandwich. That's a different kind of good. Not as good, but still good. No, it's still good, but yeah. And I mean, I didn't even get turkey this year, which was a bummer. We had uh, we had lamb for like our family, uh, <clears throat> family Thanksgiving. Not quite the same. It was good. Elizabeth Elizabeth was just telling me that one of the traditions for them on Thanksgiving was to have duck, not turkey. Interesting. And I've I've never heard that before. I've never heard of that either. Yeah, she I, said like that's that was like their thing. Like they would make duck rather than turkey. Have you guys had um, duck before? I'm not sure. Probably, but I don't recall it being anything to write home about. I've had it once, and it is super greasy. And the one time I had it, I I don't know if it was connected, but you know, like when you get food aversions, like if you get oh, sick based like off something horrible. else. Oh yeah, I I upchucked all over the place where Ugh. where I went, and uh, I since then, anytime someone brings up duck, I immediately think of that weekend that I had duck and I had got sick. I don't know if it's food poisoning or what, but uh, that whole weekend when in it was on a it was like a ski trip with my dad and it was terrible so uh, count me out for the duck I'll stick with other birds <clears throat> no I actually you know what I have had duck because she ordered it when we were out one time and I tried it it wasn't bad yeah but she also said that it wasn't very good like that particular duck so I don't know what good duck tastes like I guess yeah I feel like if I had it, I would remember something like that. So I don't think I've had duck before. No. Well, I'll right. have that at the next reunion. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> have some duck. Eat it live. And just have our live Whoa. show and a duck. <laughs> eat it. Oh, not eat it alive. Eat it live. Like. <laughs> yep. It's like a whole different it. show there. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> we're going to just sacrifice this duck in front of all of you. Cook it. Be an explicit version. Eat it. <laughs> yes. Affleck. Affleck. All right. Well, <laughs> that is all I think for this randomly fueled chat about life's carrots on a stick, holiday films, and flicks, and life transformations. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, there are a number of ways to chat with us and our fantastic GMG community. Links are in the show notes and our Twitter page. There's Discord, of course, for talking about everything from video games, life, dad jokes, and more. There's Twitter and Instagram where we are at the GMG Podcast. If you're old school like me, then email us at thegoodmorningguys at gmail.com. And then the final way you can connect with us and also practice that radio voice is by calling us at 929-GMG-GUYS. Leave a message, ask a question, let your voice be heard. And, of course, we know what else should be heard that GMG Spotify and Apple Music Playlist. Mark, what you got for us, buddy? Oh, I got a little something-something. But before I go into that something-something, first I want to plug on our our Twitter, the GMG Podcast, at the GMG Podcast. Uh Um, Each day we are actually going through what what we're calling our GMG Christmas Playlist, uh, where each day we're kind of dropping one of our favorite Christmas songs uh, we started on December 1st, and we're going all the way up uh, to Christmas Day. Uh, so you can check out the past couple of ones that we've done. Um, it'll be obviously myself and um, some of the other guys um, just 
talking a little bit about some of their favorite Christmas songs and one for each day. So definitely check it out. And of course, uh, you can check out the Good Morning Guys Good Morning playlist on Spotify as well as Apple Music. Thank you so much, Bernabe, for uh, holding it down there. Um, so obviously I was listening to some of our topics that we uh, brought up. And so um, talking about you know uh, transformation, things like that, uh, instantly made me think of David Bowie's Changes. Um, so adding that one to the playlist. Nice. Um, second song that I'm going to add is the, um, the holiday flight theme to, from Home Alone. The, that kind of like, you know, when they sleep in and they immediately have to get up and rush to get to the airport and all that kind of stuff. Um, so adding that to the playlist um, and then when I was thinking about the idea of, um, you know, the fact that you had a goal, um, that you had a purpose in terms of your, your, um, your 10,000 trophies and I was just had it in my, in my head, the idea of goals. And it made me think of, uh, ain't no mountain high enough nice. uh, by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Classic. Terrell, mm-hmm. which of course is on the guardians of the galaxy soundtrack. So it's definitely good. Um, but yeah, those are my three submissions and I hope that they help you get your good morning on. Alrighty then, Mark, Ronnie, the ghost of Patrick. No, that's not right. He's not a ghost. He's not dead. The joiner, Patrick, the joiner, cause we know he's listening along with you, our beloved friends and podcast family talk at you again next week on podcast services around the globe. Uh, until then, get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. One, two, three, four. Lucas, are you wearing yeah, so. are you wearing sandals with socks? No, I'm wearing slippers with socks. Oh, uh, okay. Why well, can you hear me shuffling around? I was about to shake my <laughs> head at you. Yes. <laughs> you can still shake your head at me because I wear socks and sandals very often. And I see Brazilians on the street streets of the city wearing socks and sandals very often. And I think of you guys. Well, yet another reason to have time. Brazil on my prayer list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We need more grass, less socks and sandals, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just never want to be caught. I just, I never want to be at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse wearing a pair of sandals. That's all. <laughs> I want to, I want a full shoe on. Oh, I know, right? We would totally, you know, get taken. That'd out be about the worst thing zombies. to be wearing is a pair of flip flops. Might as well forget it. Just <laughs> imagine you running, <laughs> and then the, the zombies come chasing. There's you no down. way. There's no way to sneak around anybody with those. <laughs> no, there's not at all. Oh, crap. That is very true. Okay.